I'm Renee Ritchie, and Apple's September 15, 2020 event is set. I just did a whole video breaking the whole thing down, but you had questions. You had so many questions, most of them starting with how could Apple, why would Apple, and various versions of just WTF. So let me address those questions now. Sponsored by Brilliant. The Apple calendar says a September 15 event is gonna be two hours. How can Apple have a two hour event and only talk about the Apple Watch and iPad Air? It makes no sense. That's like 10 minutes of an event at most. And I think there's a couple things going on there. First, just because the calendar invite says two hours doesn't mean the event is gonna be two hours. Some of the very small ones at Apple Town Hall being just over an hour to the longest ones at WWDC, which threatened the two hour time limit set in the calendar event. It's really just a placeholder. We could get an event that's an hour long. We could get one that's an hour and a half long. We could get one that maybe goes to two hours, but I think assuming the actual length of the event based on just the default calendar setting uh, is probably not a safe bet as <laughs> safe bets go. And Winter Charm on my Patreon, and yeah, I have Patreon now, I'm Indy, remember? He also asked what my guesses were for other products that we could see there. And I think high up on my list are the Apple TV uh, update and the HomePod mini. And I think those make sense because if Apple is talking about an iPad, more recently they've been grouping those things together as sort of the home hubs, the devices that you can use to extend the range of HomeKit within your own home, but to also control HomeKit remotely when you're outside of your home. And I think especially now when Microsoft is introducing the Xbox Series S at about $300, that's a lot of game horsepower for a very, very low price. And if Apple wants to be taken seriously, even at the casual end of living room gaming, I think they're going to have to produce not just the hardware to handle that, but the entire product built around that, the entire experience, price point, everything that makes it compelling, not just for people who are all in on the Apple ecosystem, but actually competitively a good experience in the living room. The HomePod mini, I think is really interesting because it's a stretch of a product. The original pitch for the HomePod was one small little speaker that had room filling sound. And given the components that Apple put into that, it was about as small as they could make it. And if you go to a HomePod mini, that greatly reduces sort of the, the uh, sound stage that you can project from the device. So. I'm curious as to whether Apple will abandon that sort of room filling, tiny little room filling box strategy and just make it more of a traditional speaker, or if they'll try to find some way to extend, to computationally extend what smaller versions of those and, and probably fewer uh, number of those components can do, or if they're gonna offer just a smaller soundstage and you'll be encouraged to buy more of them, like a pair uh, or even a, a quad of them if you want to actually fill a room at that size. And also, what about Apple Glasses? And I saw that in a Viper video yesterday that maybe Apple is setting us up, that they've got everyone talking about Apple Watch and iPad, and then they're going to pull this big surprise and say, one more thing, Apple Glasses, and that'll sort of make the event for everybody. You know, that would be wonderful. And I think until that happens, everyone's going to just sort of hope that every next Apple event is gonna be the one where we hear one more thing, Apple glasses, sort of the way it was five years ago where just every event we were anticipating seeing the Apple Watch until it happened. And I totally get why some people suspect that because 
we have the Time Flies, which can be interpreted as a LiDAR scanner, which is what's rumored for the Apple glasses. But Apple uses time of flight. Actually, the technology of time of flight is used for a lot of things. For example, when they talk about security for continuity that uses Bluetooth, but also the AR artwork, the Apple logo that transforms into the date is sort of indicative of AR. And when you think of AR, you think of uh, AR glasses, augmented reality glasses. But I, I do think it's a little bit early for those still, that the technology is not quite there yet. It would be like, instead of showing off the Apple Watch in September of 2014, if Apple tried to show it off in September of 2013. So if they were planning to release them in the spring of 2021, showing them off now would make sense. But just looking at all the augmented reality technology, the state of that industry, it it doesn't feel ready yet. And I think Apple, especially in the age post air power, is not going to show off anything and that doesn't have a rock solid set date for shipping. It's just uh, too big a risk at this point. Next up, how can Apple have a September event and not include the iPhone? It's a September event. Just because leakers say it won't doesn't make it true. And first of all, uh, just to clarify, reporters aren't leakers. Leakers leak to reporters who then report what the leakers leak to them. So it's two completely different sides of that thing. Conflating uh, and confusing leakers and reporters either just sloppily or intentionally because you want to downplay what they're reporting. It's bad for media literacy at the best of times and especially in this hot garbage fire of a 2020 that we're going through right now. When you have people like Mark Gurman at Bloomberg and John Pachowski at BuzzFeed News, and when he was previously at Recode and the Wall Street Journal, and when you have Jim Dalrymple doing his traditional yep, these are people who have really, really good records for knowing these things. Because the worst thing that can happen is everybody going into a non-iPhone event, expecting an iPhone, and then being disappointed. It just overshadows everything else. And yeah, absolutely nothing is guaranteed until Apple does or does not show it off on stage. But I think it's worth paying attention to. And as to how Apple can have an event and not have iPhones at it, it's, it's the same sort of problem. Apple has to show up and ship. And if they announce iPhones now that aren't ready for three weeks or four weeks, first, it kills any sales of existing iPhones. And Apple is still a company with a fiduciary responsibility to sell all the iPhones they can up until the second they announce new ones. So the fact that they're having this event just leads me to believe they flipped their usual schedule. And instead of having a major September event, and a small October event, they're gonna have a small uh, September event and then maybe a bigger October event. And that'll fit in better with the timelines that we have for the iPhone so far. Also, Steve Kaplan from Patreon asked about an iPhone Pro without 5G. I think initially the rumors said that most of them would be like that, that 5G would only roll out in like five markets, the US, Japan, Canada, uh, and a couple others, the ones that had begun 5G deployment. I wonder about that for a couple of reasons. One, I think the new Qualcomm modems are going to be objectively better than the LTE modems Apple was working on previously, the Intel LTE modems. And I think they're not going to have time to make two sets of new modems, one just for LTE, one just for 5G, and that maybe Qualcomm isn't even interested in making those modems anymore. They would rather Apple and therefore us pay for the 5G modems, whether we're using them or not. I think in some markets, especially emerging markets, the BRIC countries, it might make sense to have a lower cost iPhone come out, but that that would probably follow later. And maybe as a, an iPhone 12 device, maybe not, maybe a, as part of the iPhone SE line. But in terms of the Hero products, the iPhone 12, and especially the iPhone 12 Pro, 
I think it'll just have 5G on board whether you use it or not. How can Apple release an Apple Watch before the iPhone when they've always released them together? And this is sort of a play on the previous, you know, how can they not release an iPhone line? And they absolutely could, just because they have done something previously doesn't mean they're always gonna do it that way. It is a little bit awkward, absolutely. And I could see it more easily in a world where the Apple Watch is an independent device. And that's sort of my secret dream here is that we finally gotten to the point where Apple announces an independent uh, Apple Watch this year. I actually think it's still a little bit early. It took the iPhone until iOS 5 to become fully independent until iCloud was released. But the iPhone has just higher capabilities. It's bigger, more powerful. It can do more things on its own. And that technology hasn't all filtered down to the Apple Watch yet. But I live in perpetual hope. And that sort of plays into a question that Greg Finch asked on Patreon. Also, they'll announce the release dates for all the new OSs at the same time. And I think that's actually the, the only dependency here. The new iPad will probably be announced with the new version of iPad OS. The new watch will have to be announced with the new version of watch OS, just because that's what enables the new features. And likewise, iOS will have to be announced along with that because it needs the companion features on the iPhone for the sleep tracking, for the new fitness app, for basically every companion app that exists between the iPhone and the Apple Watch. And what Apple's done traditionally at these September events is announced the gold master, which means the final beta. And that's when developers can actually start testing and uploading the new apps that are built against those SDKs, iOS 14, iPadOS 14, watchOS 7, tvOS 14, all of those things. They can start uploading those apps so that they're ready for a week or two from now when the new products come out. And then if there is an iPhone event later, that comes with iOS 14.1 or whatever is required for the new hardware specific features on those iPhones, because I don't think Apple is gonna want anybody diving through the code to try to figure those out early as has happened in the past. How can Apple announce an A13 iPad Air when the iPad Pro is still on the A12Z? How can they have a faster Air than a Pro? And I actually dealt with that in the last video. It would be awkward, uh, maybe even slightly embarrassing, but it would be constrained to the single-threaded process. The A13 will be faster on those things, like opening apps and just the general speed of the operating system. But the A12Z will still have two extra CPU cores and four extra GPU cores. And that means on any really heavy workloads, on any multi-core workloads, on any really graphics-intensive workloads, it'll still far, far outperform the iPad Air even on an A13 or on a theoretical uh, A14 because people are also asking, how could Apple announce a new iPad Air on an A14 when they haven't even announced the iPhone on A14 yet? And I think they just don't. I don't think the Air uh, needs to be on the same chip level as the iPhone. Although, you know, the more the better. But that to me feels more like an... Uh, it would be slightly embarrassing to do it, but not, they can't do it. And of course, Apple can also update the iPad Pro either uh, late this year or early next year. And that did happen in the past. Apple announced the iPad 3 in the spring of 2012 and the iPad 4 in the fall of 2012. So the iPad schedule has never been on the same like year by year clockwork pace as the iPhone. And there have been rumors of an iPad Pro refresh 
with the A14X processor and with a ProMotion mini LED display and with 5G, for example, for a while, and that's gonna come. And sure, people who just bought an iPad will be upset, but that's just how humans work. We don't want anything new announced until the moment we're ready to buy. And then once we buy, we don't want anything announced ever again until the next time we're ready to buy. But you know, in a perfect world, at least the way I see it, Apple would be updating their products as continuously and as quickly as possible so that anytime anybody's ready to buy, they always have the absolute best version of that product to buy, the one that'll just last them the longest regardless of when they buy. And Canadian on Patreon also asks if there'll be a new Apple Pencil this year and what features could it have? And there've been very few rumors about that. I think the only big one that I saw was that this year it'll come in black. I mean, total tangent, but I'm still waiting on a smaller Apple Pencil that would work with the pro versions of the iPhones. I think that would be the ultimate portable notepad or, you know, just let us turn it around and erase with it. But specifically, uh, just keep making it better, lower latency. You know what? I wish machine learning would just solve this, would just solve all of this. I mean, Brilliant's new neural network course shows how you can wire up just 50 neurons to build a network that's capable of classifying handwritten digits, basically the foundation for how Scribble works on the iPad. But really, everything these days. Brilliant's a website and an app with over 60 interactive courses in math, science and computer science, logic and deduction, physics, quantum mechanics, game theory, cryptocurrency, so much more. And the courses are laid out like a story and broken down into pieces so that you can tackle them just a little bit at a time. Just pick a course based on what you're interested in and get started. And if you make a mistake, who cares? Just check out the explanation and keep going. Go to brilliant.org slash Renee and sign up for free. Just click on the link in the description or go to brilliant.org slash Renee and the first 200 of you can also level up with 20% off the annual premium subscription. And clicking on that link really helps out the channel. For much more, much, much more on Apple's upcoming event, just hit the playlist above. I break it down on a product by product basis. Just click on the playlist and I'll see you in the next video.